And then, uh, you know, as it turns out, we can pretty much build and construct our lives any way we want to if we have the courage to kind of step out of the, the groove uh, a little bit, not even a lot. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Welcome back to part two of this discussion with Gene Smithson, in which we discuss his forthcoming book, Shot, Healing Hurt, amongst other things. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the book and how it's laid out? Is it, it's, I, I had the privilege yeah. to read an early draft of it, so I understand the, the basic layout. But for those who haven't read it, can you describe it? It's, not, it's more than just a narrative, right? It's not just kind of like a, a recovery story and a kind of like a recovery from hardship thing. It's, it's very practical. It, it, it teaches you as you go. I hope so. You know, that's, uh, it may have been a mistake to try to do too many things in one book, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it any other way. And uh, what it does is um, basically it uses a narrative, but uh, it, it's there's lots of drills in the book. I don't know how many breathing drills, walking drills, movement drills, um, because it's designed to be uh, practical. It's it's designed to be like a manual or a guide, like. You know, let's say you're going to have surgery or something like that and you want to prepare for it or you want to recover from it, even emotional traumas, you know. And uh, so the stories are really to illustrate the uh, drills and to deliver the, the drills with enough um, interest, hopefully, that people will actually try them and use them. Yeah, and I think you've done a phenomenal job. I think it fuses the the interest of the the story itself and the inspirational nature of it, and mm-hmm. and the practical aspects perfectly. I think if you compartmentalize those things, it wouldn't be as effective as it is. And for me, even for for me, you know, having just read it once or twice, it's um it's already changed the way that I practice on my own. I, I just put a little bit more kind of mindfulness. And I think I'm a little kinder to myself in my own practice now, you know. I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more, a little piece at a time rather than trying to achieve something every day, you know. It makes me kind of a little bit less kind of ambitious to, I don't know, compare myself to people and just to try and kind of quietly go inside and sort of say, well, okay, let's just recover. Let's focus on recovery today and then see where we go from there. Yeah. I hope so, man. I love that. You know, I think that's one of the, the difficulties with Sistema practice is that the deeper you go into your practice, you know, the more quiet you can become, you know. And yeah. so so there's not that um, some of the guys out there that are really good, they have to promote themselves or no one would ever even have heard of Sistema, you know. Mm-hmm. But it has to be challenging for them because your practice just gets more and more personal more and more um quiet deliberate yeah you know i like i think one of vladimir's you know the guy just is keeps keeps teaching but one of the things that he says is uh, you know the 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 aim or the purpose of training is to accumulate power not tension Hmm. And then I, I was unable to make it to the uh, Parameters of Power seminar 
Um, you know, I don't want to go into the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the realities of our American medical system, <laughs> but it may be a little bit longer yet before I can start traveling around the seminars freely, but hmm. I'm pretty sure that I know the sort of content that he was, uh, trying to convey. And it, and it goes along with what I said earlier about maybe, my definition of power might be different than other uh, people's. And, and uh, so, yeah, when you're training on your own, you know, is the best, really, when you're training alone. I think if you're an instructor, uh, of course, you, you, you should train with people because uh, the connections we have with people are so important. But if you're an instructor, I think it's, it's extra important, you know, to train uh alone and when i say alone i mean like almost not in secret but um i think kwan lee was talking about you have to have a cave you know yeah uh, and you go in there and you you're you you train and there's a humility uh and a deliberate um process that makes us quieter and calmer and, um, you know, hopefully more capable of helping people. That's, that's something I think a lot of people train, you know, for many, many different reasons. I, I like to think of like, I, I want to be able to be of service when the need arises, you yeah. know, whatever. And so for me, that's a motivator for training. Anyways. Yeah, man, I, 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 uh, I hope you got something from the book. It sounds like you got exactly what I want, you know, as people to get is just um, keep training, you know, be consistent and keep your connections with people, but also work on yourself in a very deep, deep way. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure I'll continue to get things from it as I reread it and continue to train over the years, just like uh, all the good guys, like, you know, um, Vladimir's um, Let Every Breath book, too, and his new stri- his newer Strikes book as well is phenomenal, I think. I mean, I think oh. I've read that thing like at least 15 times so far, and every single time I read it, something else jumps out. I'm like, wow, of course. You know, it's, it's a gold yeah. mine, you know. So. That's, that's how you, I mean, that's when you see the depth of what he's doing. You know, you go back and you see the same material that you've seen 20 times before, you know, 15 years ago, and it's, and it's brand new, you know, it's, you're still learning from it. So the guy's a, you know, I mean, he's a generational kind of martial artist. If you think about what he did, you know, coming out of the Soviet Union, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over here into the Western world, and I believe 1993 is when he kind of started. Yeah. And uh, think about it, the, the, the people's lives he has touched and, uh, you know, changed for the better. I see a lot of people, it's system is a funny deal because um, it seems like we have an adolescent stage in Sistema where, you know, when you begin – um, you're all so wide-eyed and soaking everything in and you're enthusiastic and living for it. And then people go through this weird adolescent rebellious stage. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and hopefully uh, if those people continue uh, training, 
they they moved through, you know just like uh, we we did you know we were children and then we were you know teenagers we knew everything yeah. and if we keep training we're lucky enough to grow a little bit older then maybe we start to realize you know there was a lot more depth and wisdom yeah. uh, there than we thought do you, do you think that maybe stems from kind of a insecurity on a personal level I, I mean for, I've, I've seen it come out and I've experienced, experienced it a little bit myself in the, I know it was probably like a few years in where you start to kind of question whether or not your inability is due to your own lack of ability, your own shortcomings, or whether it's some kind of deep inability in the style or something like that. And, and then if you, all you have to do is train a little bit longer, then you realize, Oh no, it's totally me. It's definitely, it's absolutely me. And you train a bit longer and then you, you understand that. And, you, and then after a while you do that maybe two, three times, and then you just accept that the reasons that you can't do it all systema does is hold up a big mirror to you, right? It makes you understand <laughs> exactly yeah. why it is that you can't do things under certain conditions. And then the longer you train, the more of those things you can do and the more it extrapolates to your wider life. But uh, I've seen other people go through that and then blame the tools, you know, and then jump ship. And then they just seem to be continually jumping ship from one thing to another, hoping to find the, the method or the, you know, the teacher who's going to change them. And it's, and I think deep down it might come from an insecurity and an inability to kind of just sit down and say, and examine themselves more, a bit more deeply. I mean, maybe that's a little unfair to say, I'm not sure. Maybe people go through it in a different, in different reasons, but I've seen that common denominator to, to that, that experience mm -hmm. a few times and others. Well, there's definitely, you know, that insecurity. I think most people that come to martial arts come with some insecurity to begin with, uh, unless they were forced into it through the military or, uh, you know, their profession. But I think it's also, um, it's a couple of other things as well. One, it's cultural, you know. In our culture, um, people believe they can buy competence, right? Yeah. Instead of training with a firearm, they just buy a, you know, more expensive one yeah. <laughs> or more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's just not how human, um, I don't want to say excellence, but human growth, you can't buy. It. You know, you have to work. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the other thing is, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's pure ego. I mean... If you look at just about any practice, uh, you have to keep relinquishing, you know, your idea. You have to keep letting go to, to grow. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's meditation or prayer, you know, or, or training and sistema. Uh, to, to, to advance, you have to let go of what your idea is. Uh, of strength or power was and grow into the next level and the ego fights like a you know like a junkyard rat for survival yeah i mean that's been my experience yeah. people have this sort of honeymoon period you know where they're bliss you know all the time and then you know the 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 you know, you see it about one and a half years, two years, and then again around the ten year mark or something like that, it seems hmm. um the the person will be asked again, you know, okay, will you let this go? Will you let this idea go? Hmm. And if the answer is yes, you know, then they can proceed and go into deeper places with the practice. Um, if they're unable to let go of that, then you see, you know, uh, I don't, I, you know, 
a lot of times people will uh, want those belts and you know some fame and personal recognition and uh, yeah. things like that. And uh, that's the natural human condition is the ego just fights for. And I don't want to you know be negative about the ego. If we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't have air conditioner, I guess. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be living in Southern Texas right now. <laughs> yeah, we'd be in a, you know. So I don't mean that ego. I I I, I use it in the the hippie term, I guess, um, of where you you know you have to look at yourself and go, you know what, that pride right there is uh, it's stopping me. You know. Yeah, I think it's a it's a dangerous thing for instructors too. You know, I've experienced, I found that myself, and people have warned me about it as well. And recently, talking to Igor Pronozov up in HQ when I went up for the Parameters of Power seminar, you know, we were sitting after training one night and having a drink, and he was saying, you know, you have to be really careful as an instructor because people look up to you, people watch you, you demonstrate, and and while you're trying all the time as a trainee system to kind of let go of the ego and that kind of stuff it's just it's not a good situation for you you know for that. it's, it's no, almost it's, encouraging the the opposite thing to happen and it's and it's so you have to be doubly vigilant about starting to believe your own press and going too far beyond and because otherwise you'll stagnate and you won't go any further you know purely because you think you can do things that you can't or that you have a false idea of yourself and your abilities and it's it's a dangerous thing to get into so it's uh, it's difficult i think that i think instructors have it twice as hard for that reason i think so i mean that I, we used to say you know the instructor should get hit 10 times as many times as the student yeah yeah and uh you know i always say if you really really want to you know mess up a, a man's life or uh, uh, just surround him with people saying yes yes right. you're the man you're the man and that's one of the most impressive things about vladimir I, I, you know there's so many to choose from, but one of them is, you know, the guy's just surrounded by people, uh, you know, uh, constantly bombarding him with praise. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think he's really been able to control that and keep that, uh, humility. Yeah. That's, I think that's why he's, you know, I mean, when I, I, I the last time I saw Vladimir, he was so much better than the time before. You oh, know, yeah. you, He's constantly you look at, yeah, <laughs> Constant growth. And, I, I, and if you can do that while all the people around you are already telling you, yeah, you're the man, you're, it's the, you're the pinnacle, yeah. and that's, that's a testament to his ability to um, you know, stay focused. And that, that, that's, we were talking about instructors need our own um, – practice in our own training yeah i mean you know vladimir illustrates that and uh, i've been really privileged to be around him a little bit he doesn't go home and do a thousand push-ups you know hmm. so you you look at well um the quality of him as a human being and how he's changed and how his work has uh, continued to improve and evolve and it's not coming from you know benching 400 pounds and running 12 miles and mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i'm huge on fitness i love working out but it's a different quality that he's uh you know illuminating yeah. um, bodily he's literally illustrating a way to be so right very very interesting stuff so, I, i'm i'm 
you know, I, I said I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for eight and a half years, and uh, I don't want to sound like I'm any great shakes because I'm not. I mean, you know, any I can walk into a school and wrestle around, but anybody who's good is going to choke me out in a second. But uh, you get to a point there where you can kind of see, you know, the permutations and the, the limitations. Yeah. But with Sistema, like the, the further you go, and I'm not unique, everybody who trains sees this, the, the further you go, the more vast the field uh, available is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. That's I love that, you know. Uh, so maybe... Gosh, I, I can't imagine what Vladimir sees, you know? Right, yeah. Maybe we'll uh, get a glimpse someday. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. So to that end, do you, um, you, you mentioned that you're big on fitness and, and mm-hmm. personal practice too. Do you, do you have like a consistent daily practice that you do for yourself? Is there, are there common elements or does it change from day to day for you? No, I have a very consistent practice. Uh, I usually do like – um, I think it's called periodization. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'll do like ten week uh, or twelve week um, phases where I focus or emphasize 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 uh, one aspect or another. But in general, you know, I run <clears throat> three times a week. I swim three times a week. Uh, I lift weights. I'm not recommending it or or not recommending it. I'm just being honest about my own practice. Yeah. I lift I lift weights uh, one and a half times a week. Yeah. Uh, and I do uh, I I train uh, Tai Chi and Qigong daily, and then I do uh, I guess the lower acrobatics or the ground movement. Yeah. I do that daily and the Sistema breathing practice daily. Um, that's, that sounds like a lot to cram into your week. Uh, you know, it's like anything else. It, when you it, it when it's your routine or your you know habit, uh, you can do it. it. It's it you get pretty efficient at it. Like I don't run for days anymore. Uh, I used to really enjoy running really long distances. Now I I. I'll run shorter distances. I'll do some sprints and things like that. Really, um, just to be, you know, in, in my mind, I'm always like, somebody's yelling, they need help, and I can't run <laughs> to get to them. Yeah. You know, so I train. Uh, it's not as time-consuming as you think, but I will say uh, I'm extremely blessed, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I – have a job that I absolutely love, you know, um, 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 I spend my time with people I love and I spend my time doing things I love. Uh, so I have a pretty streamlined life, uh, very simple. Um, I like the, you know, I, I, I like to say, uh, for me, there's a, the martial arts has become really confused um, in contemporary times. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, I still, you know, I don't need patches and ribbons and uh, belts. And I don't need to, you know, beat my chest and defeat 
you know, this person and that person. Uh, I still have that romantic um, concept, you know, uh, of a life of uh, service, uh, humility, uh, strength, courage, you know. So that's actually, it's really kind of cool. When I was, you know, a kid, the Kung Fu, the TV series, and I was like, man, that's what I want to be, but uh I, you know there was no way you don't even really seriously consider it yeah and, and then uh you know as it turns out we can pretty much build and construct our lives any way we want to if we have the courage to kind of step out of the the groove uh a little bit not even a lot yeah uh i always marvel at how stuck i still am you know in the uh programming but i have a really simple life really beautiful um i get up early you know i i uh, do some praying uh, some training and uh you know then i go and do more training and get paid for it and uh, <laughs> it's something to be grateful for yeah i often say that myself. Uh, it's absolutely you know i wouldn't have believed it if i was a 20 year old kid and uh, I wouldn't have believed this. I, I I love my life. I'm so grateful that I have it. And you've done it. So years down the line, you you walk in the earth like Cain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know. I mean, of course, I'm not as skilled as he was, and you know, I'm I'm a lot more clumsy in my efforts at helping people. But um, yeah, I think so. Um, That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so how do people find out more about um, about you and your training, and 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 how can they get a hold of your fantastic book? Uh, the book is available through Amazon. Uh, you can get the Kindle version or a hard copy uh, there. I think right now, if you buy a hard copy, you can get a Kindle version for like two ninety nine or something like that. Um, as far as me and, you know, training with me and stuff, th- there's so many people out there that are so much better than me. Um, you know, go train with Vladimir. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, um, but people can e- always email me or call me. Uh, you can hear I-, I talk way too much. So if you call me, <laughs> you might get your ear talked off. But uh, email me at um, my my email address. Can I, should I say it? Um, sure. Yeah, you can. Oh, and we can also put it on the uh, show notes that I put along with the podcast too, so they can click on that, and there'll be links also to the book. And the book's called Shot Healing Hurt. Is that correct? Yeah, Shot Healing Hurt. Uh, you can go on Amazon and look it up, or you can just type in Gene Smithson, and and uh, you can locate it from there. And uh, the you know if if somebody using this book and they need it like they're in the recovery um, situation or a healing situation um, by all means you know if you have any questions or anything like that I can share my experiences and um, I'm not a doctor uh, so I don't want to you know I want to make that disclaimer but if you're if you have questions about the material in the book Please don't hesitate to call me or email me or something like that. The, 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 the only reason I wrote this book was to try to help some people. A lot of people would have surgeries or something, and they would say, you know, man, I'm scared. How do I recover from this thing? And yeah. and I thought, you know, I think, I think 
this book can help some people. I hope it can anyway. I'm so, sure it will. I think it's an unequivocal good. It's a great thing. And I'd encourage everybody listening to this, instructors, students, um, for, not just for yourselves, but for people you know, you know, go out and buy this book and, and share it with the ones that you love because it could make all the difference between somebody recovering or not recovering or recovering a bit or recovering with depression, you know, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a powerful thing. And it's a, I think it's a great thing that you've done. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, uh, I, I, I watch you. <laughs> I internet watch you. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just really blown away by the good that you're doing and, uh, the way that you're sharing, you know, and, and, uh, maintaining the connection with Vladimir and, the, and growing Sistema. I try. And I, my gift, my, I haven't got any particular gift beyond translation, right? I know science and I can translate things, so I just try <laughs> to translate well, I, things with as much fidelity as I can and pass it down the line. It's my job. I, I have no idea what Vladimir sees in the people that he picks as instructors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he sees something, and maybe it's like a big mosaic. You know, each of us have our strengths, and uh, when you put us all out there working together, the overall uh, effect is a benevolent, you know, move forward. Um, Amen to that. Yeah, hope so, you know. Here's to the so. big, beautiful mosaic. May it grow. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today, and I look forward to the next time we get a chance to see you and, and, and train with you again. Ah, uh, dude, I can't wait to see you, and, uh, you know, hopefully you'll get something usable out of this. I think I just about cried through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there's literally uh, blood, sweat, and tears into this book, right? So, literally, yeah, it's uh, mercy. When you said 17, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> now I know what that means. <laughs> well, hopefully, I didn't actually have to get shot to write mine, so my, my, maybe mine was a little bit less painful. I, said, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I might not trade. <laughs> but, well, thanks again, thank you. thanks very much, thank and uh, hope to thank see you again, again too. Have a sweet day, brother. You too. Uh. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please take a few minutes now to give us a review on iTunes. This is probably the best way of helping us get the word out. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests and discussion topics, please contact us via www.ncsystema.com or email me directly at glenn at ncsystema.com. That's glenn with two n's at ncsystema.com. We welcome your feedback. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training.